Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio. Money is an actor in our lives that really plays two roles almost simultaneously. One role is where money equals money, right? Money equals spreadsheets and calculators. It's dollars and cents, so we can calculate it. For instance, if you spend more than you make each month, we can calculate that number in that sort of role of money, where money equals money, if you will. The other role is where money equals feelings. Money equals stories. And it's the stories we tell ourselves about our relationship with money. And what's really important to understand is those dual roles. And The dilemma that I think we all face is often we may either be wired or we may have been taught or exposed to one side or the other. I mean, to be incredibly stereotypical, maybe you grew up in a really sort of artistic home or maybe you grew up in a hippie commune and money was all about stories, right? Incredibly ridiculous stereotype, I know, but I'm just, right, money was all... And then to be, again, stereotypical, maybe you grew up in a house full of engineers (laughs) and money was all about spreadsheets and calculators. It's just rational thinking. Here's the dilemma. No matter what the spreadsheet or calculator says, we tell ourselves stories. And I think about, we tell ourselves stories about what it says. And I think if we understand these two roles and realize that most of us have work to do in both areas. It's incredibly helpful. So let me give you an example. And I've seen this example numerous times and we've all read about it. And it seems like a great problem to have. We all say that, oh, what a great problem to have. But let's say that you have plenty more money than you will ever need, you know, to retire. And I'm not necessarily talking about being airplane rich. I'm just saying, let's say you have, it's clear given, let's say you live a relatively modest lifestyle and you've managed to save more money than you'd ever need based on your lifestyle. And I've met a number of people like this. Okay, the spreadsheet is pristine, right? It's clear. You have more money. There's no need to worry. But I've met a lot of people that are still incredibly worried. Like the story they tell themselves is that it could all go away tomorrow and they could end up homeless under a bridge. So understanding that money plays these two roles and not focusing on one or the other, but understanding the work you have to do in both. And so let me give you one more example of how I think this works. If you're feeling anxious about money, which from my little social experiment over the last five years of asking every audience I've spoken to if they're, what they're, how they would describe their relationship with money, the number one word I get back is anxious or anxiety, right? So if you're feeling anxious about money, you would not be alone. Most people are. And here's what I would suggest you do. You shift quickly in a sort of unemotional kind of, you pretend almost like you are a scientist and you're going to study your own situation, right? (laughs) You put on a lab coat, you put on your hat, you put on the money equals spreadsheets hat. And you sit down and you kind of figure out the situation unemotionally. You're just not, like, it's not even you at this point. You're just sort of a scientist at this point. You're kind of studying, as Jim Collins used to say, the bug called you, right? Like you're just sort of studying, noticing. So you sit down and you figure out, like, let's say you spend a little bit more than you make each month. Well, you sit down and 
actually figure that out unemotionally, right? And you say, okay, it looks like we spend $500 a month more than we make. Okay. Well, then you make plans, which are well written about and you can find them all over. You make plans to kind of fix that over time, right? But then, and that's, this is how I'd approach it. If you feel anxious about money, I think you shift to the unemotional side first. Not, not sure about this, but my own experience tells me this is the way you do it. Shift to the unemotional side first, fi- figure it out, the money equals spreadsheet side, and then, then recognize you still have work to do, right? Let's say you take six months and you get that all figured out and now you're just breaking even each month. Well, you've still got work to do about the story that you tell yourself about that relationship with money. Now, the dilemma, of course, one of the risks, and I've seen this a lot, with people who just focus on the story side is they start to tell themselves stories like, oh, if I'm just, you know, if, I'm, if I just have more faith, if I just hope more, if I build a, a vision board and put it on my wall. And all of those things are helpful if we also are doing our work on the spreadsheet side. If we aren't doing our work on the spreadsheet side, man, it, it can be some of the most disastrous advice I've ever seen. Right? If you, if you just sort of fake it till you make it, well, you may never make it if you also don't add the spreadsheet. This is sort of, I, I know this may sound really simple and narrow and basic to many of you, but I think understanding this is sort of two distinct functions. I realize they're part of one very important whole, but if you understand it as two distinct functions, right, the spreadsheet and the story, right, and help, so help yourself notice, like, when are you operating from spreadsheet land and when are you playing in Storyville? And, and understand the role that they both play gosh, that's when we could have a sort of a holistic relationship with money. And that is my hope for all of us.